Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. Dave and Pastor Merritt here with you again. Today we'll be looking at Daniel lesson number 25 if you're following along with the outline. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1 9, as may or may not be necessary. Father, thank you for the privilege of having access to 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a promise. And what a need we have as from time to time we do indeed fail the standard that you have given us and then by naming it back to you, homologeo in the Greek, to cite or to name, translated confess, we are completely cleansed of not just that sin, but all sin. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Now we're ready, David. Take it on. All right, lesson 25. Earlier we taught Daniel chapter 2, verse 32, where the giant statue is in part described. We were in the process of analyzing verse 33 when we finished lesson 24. This analysis occasioned our looking extensively at Daniel 9, 24 through 27. We spent a couple of weeks on the remarkable prophecies of the seventh week. 17th week. I want to give you an expanded translation of these four verses with comment and then return to our analysis of Daniel chapter 2 verse 33. So 24 through 27 in the ninth chapter of Daniel. Daniel, I have heard your prayer. 490 years have been cut out for your people. I have not forgotten my beloved Israel. It is within this 490-year period that I will establish the temple, make an end of sins, bring in everlasting righteousness, and fulfill the messianic promise of establishing the Messiah as Israel's king. I want you to understand that from the commandment to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, which will occur only once, and that on the 1st of Nisan, B.C. 445, from that day until the Messiah arrives in Jerusalem on the first Palm Sunday, shall be 483 years to the day. The streets of Jerusalem and its inner and outer walls shall be restored. Even in dangerous times, Nehemiah and his people will work on the city walls, a trowel in one hand and a sword and spear in the other. Now, after 434 years, which we know quite specifically that it was on the first Wednesday following the first Palm Sunday, the Messiah will be crucified, but not on behalf of himself, but rather as a substitute for the sins of the world. Later, the Romans, as a precursor of the Antichrist, will come and destroy the city and the temple. The traumatic destruction in A.D. 70 is but a representation of what the future would hold for Israel. 
the destruction of the temple and the city by Titus in A.D. 70, will begin an uncertain time gap in the 490 years. Many will later style it the Church Age. After the removal of the church from the planet, the Antichrist will make a treaty with Israel and both peace and freedom to worship Jehovah God in a restored temple will be guaranteed. Be aware, however, that in the middle of that seven-year period, the Antichrist will break that treaty and all worship will cease. A statue of the Antichrist will be set up in the false temple and people will be required to worship the Antichrist as their Messiah. This sad state will continue until God himself casts both the first beast and the second beast into the lake of fire. Daniel 9.24-27 through 27. Pastor Merritt, let's hear some comments on that. 490 years are given Israel from 445 B.C. command until the second advent. Verse 24 details this prophecy. The 490 years are cut out for Israel in order to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up all visions and prophecy, and to establish the most holy place, the temple. 483 years from 445 B.C. until the first Palm Sunday have been fulfilled. Verse 25 speaks of this historically fulfilled prophecy. In the NIV, verse 25 says in part, Know and understand this, from the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Anointed One, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens and we could say parenthetically 49 years, and 62 sevens, 434 years. The Hebrew is written seven sevens, 49 and 62 sevens, total of 434, because it will take 49 years to complete the work. Until that work is completed, there could be no entrance of the Messiah as the offered Christ. The fulfillment the world has seen, a done deal, it is history. Let me call your attention to the Anglicized Hebrew of verses 9, 25, and 26. The Sunday before the Passover in the first Passion Week was the 10th of Nisan, which was our April 6, 32 AD, the day of Christ's entrance into Jerusalem. 
the intervening period was 476 years and 24 days. The days being acknowledged inclusively as required by the language of the prophecy. Let me just summarize it for you. Think about the Roman calendar, 476 times 356 equals 173,740 days. March 14th to April 6th, both inclusive, represent 24 days. But you've got to add for leap years. That is, after you add for leap years, you get the 24 plus 116. For total days, counting the 173, 140 days, 173,880 days. Compare 69 weeks of prophetic years, 69 times 7 equals 360. Those are counting Jewish calendar days, is equal to 173,880, and therefore a resounding miracle. Who else could prophesy that but the Lord God himself? The 69 weeks began with the decree to rebuild Jerusalem and terminated at the triumphant entry into Jerusalem on the Sunday of the week of the Lord's awful death. Not only did Daniel learn when Christ would offer the kingdom, but much more was provided, and this introduces us to Daniel 9, verses 24 through 27, and what is commonly known as Daniel's 70th week. You see, the church age is an intercalation. The tribulation is a Jewish kind of thing. The matter is addressed in verse 26 when first the crucifixion of Christ is foretold, quoting, after threescore and two weeks, I'm going to put it in parenthesis for you for clarity, 434 years, which is 483 minus the first 49 years, when the work is done, it is there that the Messiah shall be cut off. And then verse 26 goes on to speak of the prophecy of a coming military force to destroy the city of Jerusalem and the temple. For example, the NIV says, A ruler will come who will destroy the city and the sanctuary. It was important for Israel, and by the way us, to understand 
that for the Messiah to come, the temple and the city had to be completed. After the completion, then the Messiah could come, and indeed such was predicted and occurred. Daniel 9, 24 and 25 are written in such a way as to make clear the Messiah would not come immediately following the 49 years, but rather after another 434 years from the first Nisan, B.C., 445, he would come. That's where the counting began. Thus he would arrive on that first Palm Sunday exactly 483 years after one Nisan, or the first of Nisan, B.C. 445. The scripture in verse 26 goes on to predict that sometime after that, that is after the 49 plus 434 or 483 years, the Messiah would be rejected, the cross would take place, and then sometime later, the temple would be destroyed by the Romans. In hindsight, we saw the destruction as history in the year A.D. 70, some 38 years after the Messiah was indeed cut off. This makes clear Gabriel did not intend an uninterrupted 490 years from the first of Nisan B.C. 445, but instead clearly he established there would be an interruption of time between the 69th and the 70th week, thus what we call an intercalation. Daniel 9.26 then speaks of the intercalation or interruption of the 490 years owing Israel. Verse 27 gets highly specific by describing that which will occur in what we call the tribulation period. For example, in the NIV, he will confirm a covenant with many for one, quote, seven, close quote, period. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up what has commonly been referred to as an abomination. The, excuse me, <clears throat> the abomination which is set up is mentioned by our Lord in Matthew twenty four fifteen. The Lord will avenge Israel at the end of 490 years. But until then, Israel is in a state of suspended animation. 
in Daniel's prophecy of the 70th week, God, through Gabriel, predicted that exactly 483 years from the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem, Israel would officially be offered the Messiah on the first Palm Sunday. Most of you, excuse me, <clears throat> most of you know about the 70th week prophecy, for after all, it is in the eyes of many the most spectacular of all the many prophecies found in the Bible. Let's review a few scriptures which I think will help provide better understanding of our subject. The time for offering Israel himself, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, as the Messiah was never so our Lord during his final visit to Jerusalem gave his disciples order to prepare. He needed a donkey and a colt to follow an ass, for he must enter the city in the manner exactly prescribed by Zechariah the prophet. Let's just read about that in Matthew chapter 21 beginning in verse 1, reading through verse 15, and then we'll see what Zechariah had to say. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, in other words, against Israel. And straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath needed them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek in sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And then Zechariah long ago said in verse 9, chapter 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. The disciples constantly went to find someone else's daughter.
someone else's donkey for Jesus to ride. Luke talks about it, and as they were loosing the colt, their owners thereof said unto them, Why loose she the colt? And say, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt. And they set Jesus thereon. As he went, they spread their clothes in the way. Daniel knew there would be people in Jerusalem who would proclaim him the Messiah. Daniel and Zechariah had earlier, as noted, predicted that such would be the case. So the Messiah rode into the city to offer Israel the kingdom of their long-awaited Messiah. See what Luke has to say in chapter 19. And when he was come near, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto them, Master rebuked thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. David, I've had people ask me about that many times. About the, you think the stones would really cry out? You better know it. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you taking over now? It was a sad day, and Jesus wept over the city of God, Israel, and its negative citizens. The wonderful kingdom was being rejected. Luke chapter 19, verse 41 and 42. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hid from thine eyes. Our Lord's time had finally come. No longer would it be necessary to obfuscate the veil or veil his messiahship. Our Lord foretells the consequence of their refusing the kingdom. Luke 19.43 For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee encompass thee round and keep thee in on every side. All of this Gabriel had conveyed to Daniel many years earlier when the old prophet prayed and wondered Has God forgotten his people? Then we've got the intercalation which is the kingdom age and down to the church age, the tribulation, rapture, the millennium, and the second advent. And of course, we encourage you to follow along in the outline to 
look through all these charts. Daniel not only told us when Jesus would enter Jerusalem on what we call the first Palm Sunday, but he also tells us God still owes Israel seven years, the tribulation. In retrospect, then we can see the prophecy was fulfilled to the letter with reference to the first Palm Sunday. Accordingly, we can know as a fact there will be a future fulfillment for Israel in what the scripture calls a time of Jacob's trouble. The missing seven years are mentioned in Daniel 9.27, where the Antichrist makes a treaty with Israel for seven years. A tenuous peace ensues, only to be broken in the middle of the seven years, when the abomination of the desolation, spoken of first by Daniel and then by Christ, occurs. Daniel 9.27, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. The abomination event is mentioned by our Lord in Matthew 24, verses 15 and 16. And they read, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. And that concludes lesson number 25 in the book of Daniel. We, of course, appreciate you being here today. Look forward to having you again with us next week. Hope that you're inside and staying cool because it's some kind of tough out there right now. Hmm. Pastor Mary, could you close us in a prayer? Father, we are grateful for our Lord's coming. We're grateful that we have such magnificent records of such phenomena. Thank you. Proof that all is well. And though we, from time to time, get a little despondent because we're ready to see you. We're ready for these events to begin to fall on planet Earth so that we can have those wonderful promises that have been provided. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, David, take her home. Anyone out there without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, about, thou shalt be saved. And of course, you can go to the website, westbankbiblechurch.com and Find all matter of uh, information, doctrine, lessons uh, to help you in your journey. Until next time, so long.